0: All right. Lighter tone. Let's move into it. It is time to touch base with Steve Stebbing. What the hell should we watch this weekend? Last week, Steve, we did a terrible job of our best impersonation of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, We got through it. We survived. That's good. That's good. And here we are. We're back again. Yeah. Yes. Um, with what the hell should we watch this weekend?
1: How are you? I'm doing well. I'm doing better. Better, better, better than the last few weeks. So, yeah. yeah.
0: Okay, good. Yes. Well, I'm glad to hear that. Uh, we were yes. talking about Penticton uh, in the news today mm-hmm. because Air Canada said they're pulling out of the flights out of your city. What's going on?
1: Yeah, I I guess this is uh, COVID related as well because you know shutdowns and everything. So I, I feel like it's always been a battle uh, with transportation out of the city besides driving. Uh, and because I mean, our bus, the bus lines are, are done. There's no Greyhounds anymore, and every, so I mean, there's really no uh option in that way.
0: Well the only thing is they said indefinitely. Yeah. So, so. that would be uh sounds political to me, but
1: so it's a suspension. Anyway, uh, <laughs> yeah. What's that, yeah. sorry? It's a suspension then, right? suspension well, versus yeah
0: versus saying you know delayed suspended um yeah. for now um and it says indefinitely so i mean politics yeah. are most certainly at play in all this anyway for the for the mm-hmm. airline industry but it's not the only ones and we did say by the way that uh, going to penticton was a beautiful uh, beautiful place to go so we're uh, we're trying to help mm-hmm. out tourism penticton there <laughs> there we go <laughs> love it steve stebbing who literally lives a block off the lake um mm-hmm. and uh he is the movie guy and he has uh, our, our start with our shows. And what the hell should we talk this uh, talk about this weekend? A Midnight at Magnolia, Steve, by the way. Um, that came up on the show this week. And we went to go mm-hmm. watch it. We had this meeting. We were like, Midnight at Magnolia. We're going to watch it because it's about radio people. And radio people are not that beautiful. So this is not even true. And then we went to go watch it. And um, you can't watch it anywhere.
1: Yeah, it's, it's it says it's supposed to be out on Netflix on November 5th. And I mean, you know what? You just watched the trailer and I think you're good because I think everything <laughs> in bullet point form is in the trailer. I um it's in, it's on Netflix
0: in the States, just not in Canada. So,
1: wah, wah. <laughs> from from Max McGuire, the director of uh uh Mistletoe and Menorahs.
0: There's <laughs> the same the same guy, That's same movie.
1: <laughs> it's true. That's true. No, this is a movie he made uh, in 2019. So, I mean, he, because this Midnight at at Magnolia is a Christmas movie as well. So it's like his niche right now.
0: Mm -hmm. Oh, I see what's going on.
1: That's how Max McGuire operates.
0: That's uh, the hey man, by the way, too. When you've got your mojo, you might as well, uh, you might as well stick to your mojo. Um, what the hell should we watch this weekend with new lockdowns and um, a different outlook on mm. Christmas, Steve? Uh, no pressure, but basically we're relying on you to save the world here.
1: <laughs> yeah, no um, pressure.
0: No pressure. <laughs> Let's get started with Nadia Butterfly.
1: Nadia, after such a wonderful season, finishing fourth at the games here in Tokyo must be tough. How are you feeling right now? Nadia,
0: what can we expect from the medley relay tomorrow for Team Canada? Why are you choosing to make this your last professional
1: competition?
0: All right, tell us a little bit about Nadia Butterfly. What's it all about?
1: Yeah, this is a a French-Canadian drama uh, that I actually got to check out at the Vancouver International Film Festival uh, earlier in the year. And uh, um, basically, it's about a a French-Canadian Olympic swimmer uh, competing at her last Games, and uh, this one's kind of like an Elseworlds Games because it's actually the Tokyo Summer Olympics 2020 that she competes at, uh, being her retirement uh, swim. And uh, she basically, she has to come to grips with the fact that that's not what she's going to be known as in her life, that's not her legacy anymore. Uh, and it's uh, it's kind of like a self-destructive character study.
0: So is it, tell me like, one of the things I'm curious about, about this Mm -hmm. list of, of uh, these, these shows and movies this weekend, you -hmm. know, is, I mean, sometimes it's very, very clear. Like (laughs) I love it when you're like, this is not worth it. It's a piece of garbage.
1: Mm -hmm. Um,
0: (laughs) You know, we're looking at TV watching a little bit differently over the next, you know, bunch of weeks here. Is this one of those ones where it's like, maybe if you bump into it or it comes up and you're suggested, or is it something that we should seek out?
1: Um, well, it's, it's kind of, I think it's for like deeper film fans or people that want to uh, subscribe to the, the good Canadian films that we have, that, that talent that we have to offer. Uh, because uh, Catherine Savard gives a really great performance in this movie and it really is uh, the driving force. And Pascal Plante, who directs this film, knows how to shoot her in such an interesting way. Uh, so if you want a good drama, uh, Nadia Butterfly is definitely recommendable.
0: Okay, cool. All right. Our next movie is Guitar Man.
1: He is Joe with his baseball cap on and his blue jeans. And for show, he's a different guy. He puts on the suit and he slicks his hair back and he puts on the sunglasses. And then he has a glass of wine. And Joe Bonamassa, the recording artist, comes out.
0: Interesting story. Uh, Love the logo, which is a pinch of the Gibson guitar logo, first of Mm -hmm. all. Uh, Tell us about Guitar Man.
1: Yeah, this is about Joe Bonamassa, who is basically, I mean, a guitar prodigy virtuoso. I mean, the guy was playing chords by five years old and melting faces at 13. And uh, I I mean, he's kind of made it his lifelong goal to, to... um, bring back the the legacy and and, and the cherishness of blues music uh, through. Uh, I mean, a bunch of uh, of arena shows that he did in the UK and everything. And it's really weird because I didn't really know who Joe Bonamassa was before this, but then I you know seeing how revered he is at like jazz festivals and everything. And I mean, BB King called him the future of blues and uh, Eric Clapton wanted to play with him at the King Albert Hall in, uh, in the UK. I mean, this, this guy is a lot bigger than I knew.
0: A recommendation came in on the text for Steve Stebbing. It says Greenland with Gerard Butler comes out next week. Apocalypse yes. movie looks like a good one.
1: Yes, it does. And it's a movie that, I mean, COVID's delayed two or three times already. I keep getting these emails from my uh, from my PR people, and and I see that on the list, and it just keeps moving further down the list every email.
0: Yeah, there's a few of those. Um, there's a few things that are getting bumped and bumped and bumped these days. Mm-hmm. Steve Stebbing, ca for What the Hell Should We Watch This Weekend? Let's go to Blu-ray movies and Possessor Scary. Yeah watch your levels this time you just make sure you pull the trigger on the way out after initial binding you'll be locked in with no loss of control permitted during this performance We can't afford any mistakes on this one okay well i can tell you the poster is terrifying
1: absolutely i love all the aesthetic about the poster about all the marketing uh, and I mean, it goes right into the movie because uh, this comes from Brandon Cronenberg. Uh, that last name is familiar because he is the son of David Cronenberg, uh, one of the greatest uh, filmmakers of all time. I mean, a Canadian, but beyond that, just one of the greatest international filmmakers of all time. Uh, and I mean, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree at all. as He has that slick visual style as well. Uh, the the uh, cinematographer in this one, uh, Kareem Hussein, is one of the best working today as well, and he just wants to reach in and stir up your brain with this uh, really gory and violent thriller with uh, Andrea Riseborough and Christopher Abbott.
0: Now, Ryan O'Donnell, producer for The Shift, very excited about The Possessor. Mm. Uh, now, Ryan, mm. is it because it's the freaky part? What got you about it? It's the Cronenberg part. David Cronenberg, uh, yes. uh, The Fly is one of my all-time favorite films uh, as well as Video Drone. And uh, that body horror style of horror filmmaking is so iconic. And when it's done well, it just looks so good, like the thing. And so modern directors taking that 1980s shock value and modernizing it, that, uh, that makes me smile.
1: Yeah. And this one has Weird. it all going It it really does. And I mean, it's body swap stuff because, I mean, it's basically assassins interjecting themselves into host bodies and stuff. It's interesting stuff.
0: You know, perfectly normal. The thing, the image of the fly (laughs) that I've never been able to get over is when the fly, when he starts wondering that he feels weird and he finds the funky hairs on his shoulder. Mm -hmm. It was like a hairy mole. That's what Mm -hmm. I remember from the movie. That it grossed me out so bad the little fly hairs is what turned me off from that show so that's how you and i are different Steve <laughs> dipping holy cow um let's get into uh, godfather coda
1: we've sold the casinos. we have no interest in anything illegitimate the church owns the large corporation worth six billion dollars This deal can make you one of the richest men in the world.
0: Steve Stebbing, what the hell should we watch this weekend, and why is it Godfather Coda?
1: Well, this is really interesting because the Godfather 3 is, I mean, ever since this release, kind of the butt of the jokes, how... Uh, They had two amazing movies and just, you know, largely a piece of crap third movie. Uh, But now Francis Ford Coppola has gone in much like he did with the Apocalypse Now, which was already arguably a masterpiece and re-edited that multiple times. He has now done a definitive re-edit of the third movie and he now calls it The Godfather Coda, The Death of Michael Corleone uh, and I, I mean, he has taken ground chuck and made Philly Mignon out of this one. It actually is a vastly improved film, and even like from the get-go, it feels like the energy of the film is different. It flows differently, and I mean, the movie finally works. So you put it with all with the other two, and you've got a damn good trilogy now.
0: All right, let's jump ahead here to TV shows for the weekend. Steve Stebbing, let them all talk. Alice has a manuscript that's due
1: really soon. Everyone at the agency is getting a bit nervous. I mean, I haven't seen a manuscript. Have you seen the manuscript?
0: I have not seen a manuscript.
1: For years now, she's
0: been hinting that she's revisiting one of her characters. So I've booked her on the Queen Mary
1: 2 with her two friends and her nephew.
0: Here's to picking up the conversation where we left off. All right. Let them all talk, Steve.
1: Yeah. Meryl Streep at sea with Lucas Hedges in a film that's written and directed by Steven Soderbergh. Uh, so, I, I mean, as a film fan, it's got all the good things going for it. It's also got Candice Bergen and Diane Weiss. Uh, and I mean, I, I mean, since traffic and sex lives and Videotape, everything that Steven Soderbergh has put out has been interesting in some facet. And him working with Meryl Streep now for, I believe this is the second time after The Laundromat, um, yeah I, I i'm on board 100
0: uh steve stebbing and what the hell should we watch this weekend very quickly let's get in this last one and lennon's lost weekend in december 1980 bbc journalist andy peebles flew to new york
1: to interview the world's greatest rock star john lennon but i was really too scared to walk away i was considering the life without the beatles what would it be kluper's clan were burning beetle records and i was held up as a satanist
0: so tell us a little bit about the Lennon show. I've only got about 15 or 20 seconds here, Steve.
1: Yeah, this one's really interesting because it uh, is basically just before Lennon died, and it's him coming off of a five-year media silence to be uh, in a very honest uh, interview uh, for the BBC. Uh, and as a big Beatles fan, I love this one.
0: All right, things to check out this weekend. SteveStepping.ca, the entire list is there. The Steve Dead on the Twitter Uh, Thank you very much, Steve. Glad you're back. It's great to hear your voice and look forward to chatting again next week.
1: Yeah, definitely.